first coming attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Ethan Purston from the Sunshine State of Florida, and today we'll be reviewing and interviewing guests from Home Before Dark, Pink All I Know So Far, Spirit Untamed, Timestorm, Gabby Duran, and The Unsuitables. But first, we'll be listening to Ashley and Carly's review of Home Before Dark. Hey guys, how are you guys doing? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. Great. Thank you. <laughs> so let's get started. Ashley, what is this film or show about? So this show is an Apple TV Plus original series, and it's about a, uh, it's based and inspired um, by a real-life investigative journalist named Hildy uh, Leshek, and she, uh, Hildy Lusko, um, on the show, um, she's an investigative reporter. She's um, in between the ages of eight and 10, so very young. And she's trying to figure out um, the mystery of a missing um, and kidnapped boy named Richie Fife. Um, it's a case, a cold case that her father had personally been um, uh, attached to for a while since he had a relationship with Richie um, as a friend. So it's really interesting. It's a mystery. Um, it has everything that you ever want in a show. It's really interesting because I kind of like those like mystery ones. Um, I, I watched them shows. Uh, it was it was just like where he would solve uh, murder mysteries. So these these kind of things are really interesting to me. Um, so Carly, do you think they did really good at persuading the detective and where they were in that time? Yes, the, it was very convincing. The whole show was just amazing, and they made it seem just enough realistic with also a bit of like twists and stuff so you wouldn't ever see it coming but they did do the detectives very well they were just like real life and I feel like that they acted how they would in a real life situation for what was going on in their town yeah that's good for a movie because some movies are like usually when the cops are chasing after them like something happens that wouldn't really happen in real life so I like how this movie actually does it for real yes me too (laughs) So, Ashley, what is your favorite part about this film? My favorite part, I would say that um, it's from a young girl's perspective. Um, We don't get that a lot with, you know, mystery shows or shows that uh, tackle really serious issues such as kidnapping and things like that. And so just seeing um, a young girl going through the works, you know, being a journalist and asking adults questions and challenging the system that, uh, adults have, you know, um, become the leaders of nowadays. I think that it's really interesting. I just really love it that way. Yeah, that's really, really interesting. So Carly, she's talking about how she's a young journalist. So do you think it's kind of like an inspiration or like a message to kids? Or do you think, I, I don't know, <laughs> do, do you know if there's a message? That this yes definitely the message is to never give up because perseverance pays off and you know even if you're in doubt um stay strong and keep going and courage is also a message because trying to do the right thing even when um it may be dangerous it's brave and that is what hildy lisco is doing throughout the series yeah 
So, Ashley, she was saying being brave and um, how it's like a young girl and all that. So do you think you can relate to her when you were little being a detective and all? Because I definitely can. <laughs> I think that um, in a way I can. I think that me, you know, asking adults uh, like serious questions that they're really hesitant to ask. I think that I was investigative in that way. I'm not sure if I would do all the things that Hildy Lisco would do. <laughs> she gets, she tends to get, um, uh, in trouble quite a lot with the adults. So I'm not sure I'm exactly uh, um, related to Hilly, but I, I would say that some characteristics are quite the same when it comes to curiosity. Yeah, I think we've all at one point pretended to be detectives in our lives. <laughs> and Carly, um, do you think you connected to anyone? Uh, yes, I connected to Hildy. Hildy was... Um, my favorite character because she was so determined in everything that she did, which is like how I am. Um, she never liked to give up, which is just like me. And perseverance was a big thing for her. And even though there were many roadblocks in the way, she kept going. That's a really nice connection. I think I feel like everyone should have that because let's say you're doing a sport or you're doing school. It's basically telling you like never to give up. And I think that's really important, uh, important for kids to learn. Yes, so, Ash oh. <laughs> so, Ashley, what is your star uh, rating? I would give this show five out of five stars, definitely. And, Carly, what is your age recommendation? My age recommendation would be 14 to 17. The series is perfect for that age group. <laughs> well, thank you both for taking the time to speak with me. Thank you. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we're interviewing and reviewing pe people from Home Before Dark, Pink All I Know So Far, Spirit Untamed, Time Storm, Gabby Duran and the Insidables. And right now we're switching to Ashley's interview with Dana Fox from Home Before Dark. Hi guys, I'm Ashley Clive reporting for Kids First. And today I have the delight to speak with Dana Fox. She is one of the co-creators as well as one of the executive producers of the Apple TV Plus original series, Home Before Dark, with as well as the star of Home Before Dark, Brooklyn Prince. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks Thank you so much for having us. It's a delight to be on here. Awesome. So let's just get into these questions. Season one of Home Before Dark left off with a major cliffhanger that left fans like me at the edge of their seats, so Brooklyn what were some lingering questions that you personally had about where Hildy, the Lisco family, as well as Richie Five Case would eventually go? Well, where was Richie? Obviously, what happened to him? Is he dead? Is he alive? Is he semi-dead, semi-alive? I don't know. I just want him to be... I want closure. Um, uh, I wanted to see how the family was growing um, I wanted to see how Hildy was, you know, what I w interestingly, I wanted to see how she has grown as a sister, both to Izzy and to Ginny. Um, and I also and I also had a question of what what was what's going on with Sam? Like when when does Sam come into the story? Like, how does it all work out with Sam? Because I love I love Michael Gray who plays Sam. So I just wanted him to be in every single scene. That's awesome. So, Miss Fox, if you could describe season two in 25 words or less, 
I'm not, I'm not counting. What would you describe it as? I'm not great at keeping it really short, but I will try. Um, I would say that season two is going to resolve a lot of the exciting burning questions you had from season one in a very surprising way, while also tackling a completely new mystery that watches Hildy grow up a little bit more and get into something that is deeper and darker and goes a little bit wider into the rest of the town. Nice. Ooh. That was good. So <laughs> I tried. No, that's really good. So, Brooklyn, um, is there anything from season two behind the scenes um, of which you had really fun? I had fun on the boat <laughs> because we would be like all serious and we would be like, oh, yeah, I need to look for something in the horizon. And then like we, they would yell cut and we would be like, party on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we were just, we we had so much fun, and um, Michael Weston, who played in Frank Jr., got to learn how to drive the boat. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, we we and Jim were so crazy. We in this one office scene, we were passing like funny like mean notes back to each other, like you have tartar teeth, Jim. <laughs> and then he would be like, you have stinky feet, Brooklyn. And then it'd be like, strawberry fields forever, Jim. And then he would be like, well, <laughs> let me take you down to strawberry fields, Brooklyn. <laughs> we had a lot of fun with that. Um, all of us just got along really well, and we were just like one big family. And <laughs> we we did Sweden impressions. Yeah, this is Mark from Sweden, yeah? What's the latest fashion there and in Svagabaden, yeah? Yeah. Have you ever been to Sweden, Brooklyn? That's not a very good Swedish impression. <laughs> That's like the Swedish chef from the Muppets. Yeah. And then and then um Jim does it better. Jim does it much better. <laughs> yeah, we, we had a lot of fun. We 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 I, I would say we, we didn't have more or less fun than on season one. Oh, that's awesome. Um, well, I'll just ask this quick question to you, Miss Fox, which is this season, it really resonated with me as an aspiring journalist myself. So a quote that really resonated with me was, we are young, but we are not stupid and we are paying attention. So what is a message or something that you feel personally that fans will really take away from season two? Well, I think, honestly, I've just been so inspired by the young people on the show and by all of the young people I see in the world. I feel like adults have really made a bit of a mess of the planet. Um, we've made a bit of a mess of a lot of different issues. And I was looking around and I was seeing people like Greta, Malala, um, Emma Gonzalez in the United States talking about gun control and just sort of the idea that these kids, I feel bad that we're sort of putting a bunch of stuff on your doorstep and saying, sorry, kids, we're throwing up our hands. We couldn't solve this. Um, but I've been incredibly inspired by how not afraid you are to tackle those things. And I see Brooklyn and people like you, Ashley, and the real Hildy, who just absolutely, I think, are going to run the world like 100%. I'm like, I can't wait until Brooklyn is my boss. It's going to be amazing. Um, because, you know, you guys just have this extraordinary ability to believe that you can change things. Um, and I just love that the show takes kids really seriously. I wanted to be taken seriously when I was a kid. I take my kids very seriously. <laughs> so we're just sort of trying to show that in, in a show. So I hope you feel it. 
Well, thank you guys so much for talking with me. Thank you, Ashley. You're amazing. With you. Congratulations on everything. I can't wait to read about your expose mm -hmm. in your town. It sounds amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thank you guys so much. You guys can watch season two of Home Before Dark on Apple TV Plus starting June 11th. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Ethan Person from the Sunshine State of Florida, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Octonauts Season 4. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First film critic boot camp at Temple University where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. For teens, by teens, and about teens, tune into the uncensored and unedited discussions with young adults on Express Yourself every Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Smart, tenacious teen hosts and reporters from around the country speak up and speak out. Express Yourself. Visit the website for the show to find out more at ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com and check out the show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Sunday. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Ethan Person, from the Sunshine State of Florida, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. And we've been interviewing and reviewing films Home Before Dark, Pink All I Know So Far, Spirit Untamed, Time Storm, Gabby Durin and the Incitables. And next up, we'll be listening to Natalia's review on Pink All I Know So Far. Hey, Natalia, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Ethan. How about yourself? I'm good. So let's start the show off, and let me ask you a few questions. What is Pink All I Know So Far about? Perfect. Well, this documentary shows Pink during the summer of 2019 as she travels throughout Europe on her beautiful trauma world visit with her kids and her spouse, Carrie Hart, who was actually a previously proficient motocross competitor. And the opening minutes um, compare two sides of the artist, the brave entertainer swinging on a chandelier like structure over a swarm stadium in a dark sparkle leotard and the active mother taking care of her family from one city to the next. And I really love this film because it shows two perspectives of her, you know? 
This sounds so, so fun. I love this. Two perspectives. I've never heard a film like that. That's actually crazy. I really want to see this now. You think they? Yeah, it's amazing. (laughs) Do you think there's anything they could have worked on, or do you think the production crew and acting was nice? You know what? I think they did an amazing job. You know, Pink, all I know so far, reveals show rehearsals and and bike rides through different cities and unplanned moments. And these scenes really highlight her family's dynamic, you know, showing her open communication with her kids and showing Pink parenting style. And I think Pink works hard to foster an inclusive, nurturing environment. And she wants her children to really stay quirky and fun. And she encourages them to be nothing but themselves. So I think they did an amazing job on showing her motherly side and they did a wonderful, absolutely wonderful job on showing her work side. You know, she's a boss. um, She's a big leader. And as a woman, she takes that very seriously and she plays a part very well. However, it does show the side of her where she puts so much pressure on herself. And we all know Pink as the rebellious, um, the rebellious singer, and she's not afraid to do anything. But, you know, in this film, it really highlights her genuine personality, you know, like she is scared of things. She can relate to all of us. She's been through things. So I think overall they did a amazing job. So it really sounds like you love this film. So I just want to know your favorite part. If it's not already the whole movie. (laughs) You know what? That is an amazing question. Um, I have a lot of favorite parts. I am not going to lie. However, (laughs) I think mm, my favorite parts are the moments when pink is hanging out with all her background dancers and seeing their connection with Pink's oldest daughter, Willow, and her youngest son, Jameson. Um, Of course, getting to see her practice all her stunts and almost flying through the air is exhilarating. She has so much love for everyone she associates herself with and who supports her. And I really love getting to see that side of them where besides work, you know, they're dancers, they're singers, and they're doing their thing on stage. But besides that, they're just family, you know, they become a wonderful group of members. So I think that is extremely amazing. And One moment that is also heartfelt is when Pink reads messages from her fans. And I remember one woman shared her story and battles of depression and told Pink how her music um, and her I don't care attitude has influenced her and ultimately saved her life. So I think she's so influential and this film points every aspect of her out. There's a lot of influences in this movie, as you're saying. So do you know what the moral of this movie is? Yes, there is a a very important message that you could take away from this film. I think it shows the true meaning of kindness. What I took away from watching this is you are perfectly perfect just the way you are. You know, you may appear weird and and unnormal to others, but do not let them define who you truly are. And I think one thing I took away was um, life is a challenge, but you know, you got to embrace the challenges and every day is a day until the day there is no more. So just embrace every day to the fullest and, and take everything in because you never know when any life-changing moment can happen. And for Pink, every day is a life-changing moment. So I think that's something itself. Yeah. Um, and there was concerts, of course, right? Yes. Um, each um, and this film showed the backgrounds of the concert, the preparing, the through-the-day work, the makeup, everything you need to know about preparing for um, a concert. And it showed even clips of the concert. So you're getting free clips of them. And you get to see how she interacts with her fans afterwards. Well, I was going to ask if the concert looked real, but you just answered it. <laughs> so um, what is your star rating and age recommendation for this film? 
I give Pink All I Know So Far four out of five stars just because I feel like they could have dug deeper on more of her personally. It showed her mother side, you know, what she does as a mother. But I feel like yeah. they could have um, answered a lot more questions about who she really is. And I recommend it for ages 11 to 18 plus adults. And it's available now on Amazon Prime Video. Well, thank you for taking the time to speak with me. I will add this to my movie watching list. <laughs> thank you, Ethan. Have a good one. You too. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. And today, we're reviewing and interviewing guests from Home Before Dark, Pink All I Know So Far, Spirit Untamed, Time Storm, Gabby Duran and the Unsittables. And right now, we're switching over to Celine Gianna Micah's review on Spirit Untamed. Hey guys, how you doing? Good, how are you? Great, I'm thanks good. for having us. Good. <laughs> So, Celine, let's uh, let's start with you. What is this film or show about? Well, this film is about a girl named Lucky, who is played by Isabella Merced, and a wild Mustang stallion that she names Spirit. Lucky, she's a very bright and spirited and energetic girl, but she has a hard time fitting in with other with her fam- the way her, like, her family wants and plans for her. So her aunt, Cora, which is played by Julianne Moore, she takes her way for the summer to a town called Miradero to live with her father, Jim Prescott, or Jake Gyllenhaal. And so on the train, she encounters Spirit for the first time with his herd. And so... The story just basically is about friendship and loyalty and adapting to new circumstances with both humans and horses. This sounds really interesting, and I like where the story goes because it's so, so amazing, and I can't wait to see it. Is this um, is this CGI, or is this like a real-life movie? It's animation by DreamWorks. Oh, Okay. So, Gino, what did you like about this animation, and do you think they could have approved on anything? Um, well, the animation's fine for what it's supposed to be, because it's not supposed to look realistic. And I think it's fine the way it is, because it's not supposed to look realistic. It's supposed to look cartoony and fun. So, And I think they did a really good job on making it look like that. It doesn't really look real because that's not how it's supposed to be, but yeah, I think they did a good job with that. All right. So, um, Micah, do you think you really connected with any character in this film? Um, definitely. I think all the characters, like, it depends on the person, really, what character you connect to. But I feel like you can really connect to um, Lucky the most because, like, I feel like she's very she's very mischievous in a way and she's a risk taker and she's very adventurous but that also makes her very likable and i think that you can really connect her life to some things that may have happened in your life where you yeah. had to like fight for something or see something that was wrong and like speak out about it and try everything you could to stop it so i definitely think that you can connect to a lot of the characters in the show but i think i connected the most to lucky I think so, too. I, I really liked Lucky's personality. So, Celine, um, what is your favorite part of this film? 
Well, my favorite part, um, it doesn't really have a name for it, but I like to call it the tango because Lucky is basically trying to get spirits to come to her and to go to spirit so she can ride him. Yeah. So they're tangling because they're going one step forward and then one step backwards. And the music <laughs> really goes along with the scene as well, so... I can't wait to see this film. Oh, well, you guys are telling me something so interesting. I really want to see it now. So, Gianna, um, what do you think kids can take away from this film? Um, the, well, the message of this film is you, when you trust someone, they will learn to trust you. Because, because Lucky and Spirit had, had, some, had to take time to learn to trust each other since now Lucky is a stranger and Spirit is a wild horse. So you don't if like you don't really trust people until you like learn to trust them. Yeah. Gain gain their trust. Yeah. So Micah, do you think there will be a sequel or another movie? Well, this Spirit Untamed is actually a sequel to an, a previous movie um, that was a, a few years back. And they took a while to make this uh, sequel, but I think it turned out really well. So I think we might be able to expect another movie that comes from this because I think the characters still have a lot of room to grow. And I feel like the audience will be able to make a connection with them and another movie will give them even more time to make a greater bond with the characters. And I think there's definitely a lot of room for that. All right. So now I have to watch two movies, <laughs> this one and the one before. <laughs> so Micah, what is your star and age recommendation for this film? My star rating for this film is a five out of five. I absolutely loved it and I definitely want to see it again. And I think that others will really love it as well. And my age recommendation is 6 to 14. But I think a lot, everyone can really enjoy this, no matter how old you are, because it's not so complex that younger kids won't be able to understand. I think it's really fun so that can, they can just enjoy the animation and the storyline and singing and everything. But adults can also definitely enjoy it, too. All right. Um, thank you guys for taking the time to speak with me. Thank you. Yeah. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Ethan Person from the Sunshine State of Florida, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Octonauts Season 4. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. For teens, by teens, and about teens, tune into the uncensored and unedited discussions with young adults on Express Yourself every Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Smart, tenacious teen hosts and reporters from around the country speak up and speak out. Express Yourself. Visit the website for the show to find out more at expressyourselfteenradio.com and check out the show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Sunday. 
To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Ethan Person from the Sunshine State of Florida, and today we'll be talking about Home Before Dark, Pink All I Know So Far, Spear Untamed, Time Storm, and Gabby Durain and the Incitables. And next up, we'll be listening to Carly's interview with Dana Ramos on Timestorm. Hi, I'm Carly, and today I have the honor of speaking with Dana Ramos, creator and writer of the podcast Timestorm, a middle grade audio fiction series on tracks. Miss Ramos is the author of the middle grade mystery novels Who's Who and Ignacio in the Dark, as well as many stage plays. Danya is a drama and creative writing teaching artist for the New Jersey Performing Arts Center. Welcome, Ms. Ramos. Hi, Kelly. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. So you've been writing stories for middle grade students for some time now. What drew you to this particular audience? Yeah, so I've actually been a teaching artist um, for about 17 years. Um, so I do teach a wide range of age groups, but this is my actually my favorite age group to teach, uh, the middle grade. Um, and it's the, the age group I teach most often. So um, I just... I found that I was naturally telling stories about characters that were in this age group. And I think it's a fascinating um, time period, as you know. Um, it's a time where you are realizing who you are. You're exploring your own identity um, and, and saying, this is what I believe in. This is what I value. And I think it's um, a really fascinating time to be able to explore storytelling. In. Yes, I think that teaching middle graders, that would be probably the most fun out of all of them. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it is pretty fun. Absolutely. So what was your inspiration for creating Timestorm? So what's interesting about Timestorm is that I had actually come up with the general idea of this time traveling um, storyline for a proposal for a stage play contest that I had submitted to. Um, and it was supposed to be about 
um, New Jersey history. So in the original version, the twins were traveling in time to find out about New Jersey history. Now, I didn't get the, I didn't win the contest. <laughs> I was a finalist, but I didn't get it. And I put the, 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 the play away for a little bit. Um, and then um, I was taking a class a little bit later and I brought the idea up and I realized, well, now I don't have to make it specifically about New Jersey history. I can make it about the twins' actual own history. Um, and I just, we took it from there and, and I'm really happy that I was able to make it really specific to the characters who were, who were going on the journey. Yeah, I'm glad you decided to bring it back up again because I loved listening, listening to it. It was really interesting. Oh, well, thank you, Carly. So in Time Storm, Benny and Alexa travel to many different places and time periods. How did you decide which places and time periods to include? So that's a great question. So I should say now, um, so I, I make Time Storm with Michael Aquino. He is an integral part of, of the process. He's the person who does all the audio engineering and the sound design. And when we were, we were developing um, the piece, we both got together and we read as much as we could about different events and historical figures from Puerto Rico. Um, and so we had a huge, long, long, long list. Um, and then we kind of looked at it and we had a few things in mind when we narrowed it down. One was theme. Um, a couple themes that are, were very important for us that show up are community, identity, and education. So we kind of were like, well, whose stories, in, in um, actual stories, can we um, uh, choose to make sure that we're hitting those themes? And as you know from listening, it's very important that the twins have to find an artifact. So we yeah. need to make sure that there's a way to select an artifact that we can incorporate into the storyline. So that was another important figure, uh, factor, figuring that out as well. Yes, I loved learning about Puerto Rico and the aspect with, that they had to get an artifact. That was really entertaining. I loved that idea. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. The main characters, Benny and Alexa, are twins with different personalities. Tell us more about where they came from and whether or not they were inspired by real people. So they themselves are not <laughs> inspired on uh, uh, actual people, although I would say that I think with um, any character that I create, there's always going to be aspects that you pull from, from people you know or even myself. Um, so there are those you know, nuggets of truth or you, you take an aspect and you kind of create something out of it. Um, based on what the story needs it to be. But specifically for Alexa and Benny, um, what, what was really important was that when they went back in time, that the way they perceived what, um, the world was different. So we have lo uh, uh, logical um, and skeptical Alexa, and then we have Benny, who's more like adventurous and curious. And so putting them into these situations, um, it I wanted the audience and the listener to be really um, intrigued on how the two, oops, I'm losing my, my headphones, <laughs> um, how the two approach the different quests that they're going on. So that was really important for me. And sometimes that creates um, conflict and tension in the storyline. And then sometimes um, their skill sets are exactly what they need to combine in order to solve the problem. Yes, I loved watching them work through situations since they both had different, they brought different specialties, yes. which I really liked. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, gl I'm glad you, you saw that because that's exactly what I was going for. 
You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we've been talking about Home Before Dark, Pink All I Know So Far, Spirit Untamed, Time Storm, Gabby Duran and the Incinibles, and right now we're going to continue Carly's interview with Dana Ramos on Time Storm. What kinds of obstacles or challenges did you have while creating this podcast? So when we first, um, when Michael and I first started um, creating this back in 2019, um, we were not in a pandemic. Um, and so what, <laughs> what we were, how we were approaching the production was very different than what it looks like now. So back then we were all physically getting together. We have a home studio. The actors would come into the studio. It was very much like a, a family where we would get together. Sometimes we'd have a meal after um, recording session. And when the pandemic hit, um, you know, we were, everybody in the world, of course, is dealing um, with these changes. Um, and we realized that we wanted to continue production, but that meant um, figuring out how to record remotely. And, and so we needed to, Michael and I needed to figure out new skill sets. And we were also asking our actors to, to learn something new too. Um, some of them yeah. needed to figure out how to record themselves and things like that. So it was just really um, gaining the skill set on to how to still create the show in this new um, COVID world. Yeah, even though there was the challenge of COVID in the way, it was still, it was very well done. I, I still loved it. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So tell us a bit about how you cast the voice talent for the show and what specific things you were looking for with that talent. Yeah, so initially when we had our initial casting of the main characters, Michael um, and I have a lot of uh, actor friends who we were able to say like, hey, we're starting this project. Would you want to join us? Um, and so that's how we did a lot of the, the initial casting. Um, later on in the process when we were doing auditions, um, typically what would happen is if there was an actor we wanted to audition for a role, we would send them a character description and something called sides or um, a, a few lines from the script um, they would record it that audio and send it back to us and then we would consider okay does this is this a good fit for the character and also is this voice sound different enough from the other characters and actors that are going to be in a scene with this person to make sure that you could tell who's who's who yeah I think each voice fit perfectly with the character and honestly I couldn't imagine it being anybody else Oh, <laughs> yes, we have a great cast. Can you tell us more about the Apple map guides that also go along with the storyline? Yes, this is a lot of fun. Um, so we are creating several different guides. Um, the first one that we have available right now um, is the Lenape Trail Guide. Um, and so it's actually through Apple. You can do put a search in for Time Storm and up will pop this Lenape Trail Guide. This is a trail in New Jersey, Essex County. Um, and the, the twins actually talk about it in episode 15. Um, so it's a way that uh, listeners can actually get a chance to go on some of the journeys and trails and paths that the twins go on. And we'll be uh, soon launching um, throughout season three, we'll be launching uh, other ones that are actually in Puerto Rico. So that's a lot of fun. Wow. I like how it's like very interactive. So it kind of like brings you more into the story. Absolutely. And you got actually get to go to those places. Lots of fun. So can you share with us things that listeners can look forward to in the new season? 
Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I'll say that um, this is the season three is going to feel like a, a cross island adventure. Um, there's going to be a visit to some lighthouse ruins. There's going to be visits to a rainforest in Puerto Rico. And um, I will say that you're going to learn about Horacio's past. Oh, that seems very interesting. Well, I know I'm excited to listen to the new season. Oh, so. I'm happy to hear it. I'll definitely be binging it. Yay! <laughs> excellent, excellent. So thank you so much, Ms. Ramos, for talking with me today. Season three of Timestorm comes out April 27, 2021, on Tracks from PRX. You can listen to it on tracks.fm. I'm Carly with Kids First. Bye! Thank you, Carly. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Ethan Person from the Sunshine State of Florida, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Octonauts Season 4. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First film critic boot camp at Temple University where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. For teens, by teens, and about teens, tune into the uncensored and unedited discussions with young adults on Express Yourself every Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Smart, tenacious teen hosts and reporters from around the country speak up and speak out. Express Yourself. Visit the website for the show to find out more at expressyourselfteenradio.com and check out the show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Sunday. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Ethan Purston from the Sunshine State of Florida, and we've been talking about Home Before Dark, Pink All I Know So Far, Spirit Untamed, Time Storm, and next up, we'll be listening to McKenna's interview with Kylie Cantrell on Gabby Durain and the Incitables. Hello, I'm McKenna from Kids First, and I'm here with Kylie Cantrell, who plays Gabby in the show Gabby Durain and the Incitables. Kylie Cantrell is an actress known for her roles in Raven's Home, Just Roll With It, and The Toy Cracker, a mini musical spectacular. 
Thank you so much for talking with me today. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me, McKenna. Yeah, let's find out more about season two of Gabby Duran and the Unsittables. What are some of your favorite scenes while working on this show? Um, from season one, you mean, or season two? Um, both. So from season one, um, one of my favorite scenes, uh, probably uh, this will forever be one of my favorite scenes. It was the one in the pilot where I was uh, sitting in Swift's house on the couch with Jeremy um, and Swift, um, played by Nathan Lovejoy and Callan Ferris. We were sh shooting this scene where we were all sitting on the couch and they were like first telling me how they're aliens in the show. Um, and I remember when we were filming that scene, it was on location in Vancouver during the summer. So it was super hot and everyone was like so sweaty and they had to like bring out the fans. And it was very, very hot that day. Um, and I remember like midway through filming that scene, it was like a really long scene. So it took like three hours to film. And while we were filming, I remember Callan left to go to craft services and they were like looking for him because we had to like start filming again. And everyone was like, does everyone know where Callan is? Like, where is Callan? He just like disappeared. And we, we like heard the walkie talkies go off. Me and Nathan were like sitting on the couch waiting for him. We're like, where is he? And we heard a walkie talkie go off and it was like, we, and then, um, no, no, no. We heard like a scream and it was like, ah, we were like, what was that? And then we heard the walkie-talkies go off, and someone said, oh, no, Callan fell in a thorn bush. Callan fell in a thorn bush. And then he, like, came in, and he had, like, all the little thorns on him, and he had to be <laughs> fine. like, what happened? You literally left for, like, five minutes, and he got he fell in a thorn bush somehow. I don't even know how that happened. But that's, like, been our, like, ongoing, like, inside joke that, I mean, hey, five minutes could go by, and Callan could fall in a thorn bush. It could happen like that. You never wow, know. that is <laughs> Very funny, but so sad. <laughs> he was all right. He, he okay, was that's good. Um, there were a lot of like animated characters in this show. What was it like working with characters that weren't like actually there? Um, it's definitely very different from any other show I've worked on because yeah, there is so much VFX. So most of the time I'm working with like a green piece of tape or like a green tennis ball and it adds a cool little surprise factor because then when I watch the episode, I'm like, oh, that was the, that was the piece of tape I was talking to. Now it's a cool looking alien. Um, yeah, that would have been so hard for me. Yeah, I think you get used to it though. At first I was like, um, how am I going to like act to a piece of green tape? But you just kind of get used to it. <laughs> yeah. It looks like you and the other cast members had so much fun making this. What was your relationship with them on and off screen? Oh, we were so close. They really are like my second family. Um, we filmed it in Vancouver and, and especially season two, you know, during the pandemic. Um, filming was definitely a little challenging, but it felt so much easier since I was doing it with them. And we, we were all already pretty close. And you know, we were literally so much closer because we were on the same COVID bubble. So we couldn't really like see outside people, only each other. So good thing that I actually liked them because we were all just stuck together. But it was so fun on the weekends, like everyone would come over and I had a ping pong table. We would play ping pong, um, play board games, uh, we'll do like episode viewings on Zoom of season two, uh, watch Callan reenact, reenact episodes from The Mandalorian. Um, he's obsessed with that show and he like knows like the whole script from like every episode so <laughs> good watch him reenact it <laughs> nice that's so cool um there were so many excellent directors that work on this show like joe newbones leslie colin small jonathan a rosenberg to name a few 
How do their different directing styles affect your performance in the episodes? That is a great question. Um, I feel like it's kind of cool that we switch directors every episode because everyone has like a new flair. Like, you know, with Joe, he, he does this thing where like when I'm in the scene, he'll like be like telling me things to get me into like the emotion. Like if I'm doing a scene, um, what's like a good example? Um, like a, like the scene in the Crybaby Duran episode when they were like pushing in on my face when I found out that there was like a rumor about me. Joe directed that episode and he would be in the background like, they, they just started a rumor about you. You feel so left out. You don't know how this is going to affect you. What are they saying about you? Like he'll like say things like that and it'll like get me so in the mode. And with Leslie, like she's so fun on set and she'll be dancing and like loves music and we'll just be talking about music all the time. And John is like hilarious. He has this thing where he calls me up. Uh, Kylie's in the, his notch of vision. Like he'll always like say things like that. Um, he has like so many funny nicknames for me. He called me like Ty Lizzle. Kylizzle's in the hizzle. That was the thing he said a lot. So yes, yeah. I love that. It's, it's so fun working with different directors each week. They all bring something new. That's amazing. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we've been talking about Home Before Dark, Pink All I Know So Far, Spirit Untamed, Time Storm, Gabby Durant and the Incitables, and now we're going to return to McKenna's interview with Kylie Cantrell on Gabby Durant and the Incitables. You sing and dance a lot on your YouTube videos, and in the show, you also sing and dance a bit. Is that a way that helps you relate to the character Gabby? Yeah, well, that was the funny part about this this character. Um, you know, I grew up I grew up a music artist, and um, well, I didn't grow up a music artist, but I grew up a music lover, and you know, my dad is a music producer, so I was always surrounded by music um, ever since I could remember. And it's it's crazy that like I'm in a show. I thought like. I always thought, okay, if I was going to be in acting, it would probably, like, be a Hannah Montana type sort of thing. Like, it would be, like, a show that's, like, about music. But that was the funny part about getting Gabby Duran, because it's really not about music. Like, there's nothing too music-related in the show, which is cool, because, like, I keep my acting and my music separate, you know? Like, I have, like, my music career and then my acting. It's very, like, separate. But, I mean, it was so cool that I got to sing the theme song on Gabby. That was, like, the coolest part and I always thought I was like oh my gosh like since I booked the show like that was the first thing I thought about I was like oh my god will I get to sing the theme song yeah I love the sing the theme song personally that was amazing thank you yeah you must have gotten to know your co-stars so well what was it like to work on the second season with most of the same people that were in the first um it was awesome yeah they really are like my second family you know I would babysit Coco and Callan on the weekends they would come over and um in in my house in Vancouver I had like this like window and it led onto the rooftop of like my house and me and Callan and Coco would like go there and like sit there and like make videos and take pictures and and yeah I would like take care of them and like babysit them in like real life which is cool because it definitely helped with my like on-screen babysitting skills because we did it off-screen. So, yeah, I, I'm, I was so close to them and Max and, and Valerie and Nathan. They were all like just such second family to me. So That's amazing that you had this family that you could just connect with during the shows. That sounds so amazing to me. Huh? Um, this show focuses on a group of kids in middle school. What was it like for you to revisit middle school with all its drama, secrets, and crushes? Um, I think it was 
it was cool because it was so relatable. You know, I used to go to school before I booked the show. I was a regular middle schooler and I dealt with all those gossips and crushes. Like I dealt with all those things as, as a person. So I definitely could relate to those storylines. Right. That's cool. Do you have a favorite episode? Ooh, that's so hard. My favorite episode. Um, I really like Crybaby Duran. Um, I loved working with Elle McKinnon, who plays Sky. She's like one of my closest friends. And um, I remember we were filming a scene in that Crybaby Duran episode. I still think about it, and it cracks me up. Uh, she has like a wig on for a lot of it. And in the scene where we were like in the school, and I was like walking her around, and um, and that's where like I pushed her against that like girl that I thought started the rumor, and then she like got close to them and could read like their thoughts. While we were filming that scene, um, her wig actually fell off and, and she slipped on her wig in the scene. <laughs> it's like, I literally still think about it to this day. Um, definitely like one of the funniest things that has happened on set and we like always <laughs> laugh about it. But yeah, I loved filming that episode. It turned out so great. The Christmas episode's great and the finale, also my favorites. I loved Crybaby Duran. That was such a good episode. I loved how it like really had all the drama and really all the suspicions and stuff. That was amazing. Yeah, it's definitely relatable for a lot of middle, middle schoolers. <laughs> yeah. How's the journey with the show been for you? It's been great and it's come such a long way, you know, in the show and, and outside of the show, you know, I feel like I've learned so much as an actor. Um, and, you know, this was my first lead role. So season one, I was so new to everything. And I was like, oh, like, I don't know what to expect being on a set full time and, you know, being the lead. Like I'm in every single scene and shooting nine hours a day. And it seemed like a lot at first, but um, it really just came like second nature. And, and I love it so, so much. And filming season two was just a breeze and so smooth. And I, and I just had so, so much fun. So it's been a great journey. That is amazing. Thank you so much for meeting with me, Kylie, Kylie Cantrell from Gabby Duran and the Unsittables. Season 2 launches June 4th, 2021 on Disney Channel. I'm McKenna, reporting for Kids First. Thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First film critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on Press4Kids, KidsWorld.com, and Kidsville News. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for Voice America and iHeartRadio. Today's show is sponsored by Octonauts Season 4. I'm your host, Ethan Purston, from the Sunshine State of Florida, reporting for Kids First, signing off. Goodbye. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, you know more which movies, TV shows, or digital media to look for, or learned about the talent that worked on or off camera on them, and can make informed decisions about what to watch. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss an episode, and tune in again next week.